Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. And I am Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. First up this week, Banker Tank Review. Not a great week for me. Even less great week for me. Lesser for you. I was 3-3, three and three, you were 2-4. and four. I had some close ones, though. Melvin Gordon almost got me to 4-2, and two, but much like his role on the Chargers, he just couldn't get me that victory. And Russell was close to... Yeah, Russell Wilson made a late run. It was it was looking for a while like I was going to run away with that one. Hey, he had he, single digits at halftime, and yeah. then the second half he just said, ah, nah, I'm going to make it close. Really turned it on in the second half, but thankfully, uh, thankfully he let the running backs take the bulk of it towards the end and, and spared me Ben's fate of being 2-4. Right. I mean, it's just uh, bad. I mean, Dallas's defense didn't show up on Thanksgiving. T.Y. Hilton didn't even show up to begin with because he was injured. Kyler Murray, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know. Like straight games of of 30-plus games, and he just goes out and puts up that performance. Like I got close. Yeah, I mean – he made a, a late run, though. but not enough. He's a rookie in a tough division game. I mean, yep. that's going to happen. Yep. Uh, that's. I mean, we talk about that just about every episode, how tough division games are, even between teams that excel and teams that are bad can still have a close game. Right. I mean, Cleveland beat Baltimore earlier this year. And if you were to say that, seeing how both teams are playing right now, you'd you think, no, I have to go back and check that. There's no way. And my game of the week, uh, I think, was successful. I predicted it not exact on the nuts, but uh, it was pretty close. Yeah, my game was not. No? Uh, I had the Rams and the Cardinals. It did not. Speaking of Kyler Murray, it did not pan out the way I thought it would. I really thought that would be a really good competitive game. Just didn't turn out I mean, out the 49ers way. got taken to the limit twice in three weeks by the Cardinals. And I figured, you know, they can definitely do that to the Rams, who are reeling. It just came off a drubbing by the Ravens. And and they just... They just... Yeah. Cardinals proved why, you know, they say you, you can't teach experience. Uh, I think the team's going to be... I think the team's going to be good. I think Kyler is definitely the future of that team. They made the right call. But, yeah, he, he definitely showed his... His rookie side. Yeah. And, uh... And the defense just, as we know, the defense for the Cardinals are just just bad. Which is strange because, I mean, remember for years that was their strength even when the offense struggled. But, you know, now it's kind of the it's the Kyler Murray show, which you knew was going to be with the first overall pick. Yeah. yeah, but the defense is almost non-existent. I mean, I rolled the dice just like Cliff Kingsbury rolled the dice on drafting Kyler Murray. So sometimes they come up. Good for you, and sometimes it's snake eyes. Yeah, yeah, almost like you're a riverboat gambler. I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not personally a riverboat gambler, but I, I know someone who is. You know, you know Ron Rivera. I don't know him personally. Okay, I just thank know you. That he's, you know, a bit of a gambler. Sad to see him go. Yeah, for I'm, those of us who haven't put two and two together yet, Ron Rivera was fired as a head coach of the Carolina Panthers today after nine seasons. I like Ron Rivera, man. I, I like really do. He's entertaining on the sideline. He's got personality. His players really like him. He's always had, I mean, this team's, team's really struggled, but they've really, I mean, Cam Newton not being able to stay healthy really threw their plans out of whack. Yeah. I mean, they have a solid, usually they have a solid team each yeah. year. I mean, he had a 76-63 and 63 record. I'm sorry, 76-63-1. and one. In nine seasons. I think that one is the one that got him fired. Just that one. That tie? Yeah. That, if he had won or lost, he'd be fine, but he tied. Even though it wasn't this year? No, that, was still... the, that was the tipping point. It doesn't okay. matter. Four I years mean, ago, they're like, no, nah, remember that tie around? You're out of here. You're, you're, you're gone, son. Yeah. Sorry, dude. You can't have it. Uh, but even with that, I mean, that's you, – you You don't have a lot of losing seasons having that record. No, not at all. Like you said, he was he – was, his teams are competitive most of the time. And he even threw in a Super Bowl appearance. I mean, they didn't do too well against the Denver Broncos, but still showed up. So, I mean, he will definitely get another job. And I don't even think he'll get a D.C. or O.C. job. He'll be head coach again. I don't know which side of the ball he's favored on, but when these people start getting knocked off, um, 
Cleveland knocks their. I mean, Cleveland's going to knock their coach. Oh, he'd off. be such a good fit in Cleveland. Um, I can see him. I can see him on the Cleveland sideline. They would love to get him. If Detroit decides to knock their their coach off, if I mean Washington will be in the mix for a coach. I don't think the Giants will, but you never know. If I'm Ron Rivera, I stay as far away from Washington as I possibly can. I mean, there's some appealing jobs. Atlanta's job will probably most likely come open. They'll ask Dan Quinn. Um, Definitely. Dallas. Dallas would be an option. Um, Jerry's going to want his guy. I think like we talked about on on Saturday when when we were watching – Oklahoma, I said, Jerry's going to want to look at Lincoln Riley. And what happened the next day? Ian Rapport reported that the Joneses are looking at Lincoln Riley as their next head coach. So if they don't go the route of a young, up-and-coming play caller head coach, what's wrong with, I have this team in place, it's a playoff team, taking a playoff coach and inserting him and – Run the team. It's an option. Uh, yeah, for sure. Very possible. And, I mean, I, I think kind of to show you the relationship he has with his team and his players, you know, like Cam Newton coming out and being very grateful to Ron Rivera for the opportunity and, and yeah. that he gave him and, and letting him be himself. And I haven't – I don't know this for certain, but I would assume other players probably came out in support of Ron Rivera. I mean – He's the guy that his players really, really rallied around. Yeah. And they really liked. It's kind of the opposite of like a Mike McCarthy situation in Green Bay. Oh, they just did. Where just... they ran him out of town. Aaron Rodgers blamed anything that has ever gone. Aaron Rodgers blamed the D minus in third grade chemistry on Mike McCarthy. And yeah, there's a lot wrong with that, I know. There's a lot wrong. There's a lot wrong with that. But it was just, but, I, I was trying to exaggerate okay. to show how ridiculous. The math wasn't working out. Yeah. But okay. To show how ridiculous it was that a guy's there for that long, <laughs> yeah, and everything's fine, and then all of a sudden he can't do any of this stuff, and it's all him, even though the game plan's the same. Right? It's not diminishing talent around him or people being difficult around him. It's obviously Mike McCarthy just can't coach, even though he has a Super Bowl ring. But no, we're not. That, you know, we're talking about Rivera, not McCarthy. But I just wanted to make that comparison of, yeah, to show you it, it is a good atmosphere down there. The players are positive. They like Rivera. I mean, with all the talk about, you know, is Kyler Murray or Kyle Allen the future? Can Cam come back? All that talk, it didn't seem to, like, fester in the team. No. Because it seemed like. Because he didn't let it. I mean, it it helped that Cam went on IR and they eventually said he's not coming back. Yeah, but Ron Rivera wasn't dealing with that. Right. And you you know he wouldn't deal with that. Right. You're not going to have that that controversy, that crap. You're going to have Ron Rivera standing up there and going, this is my decision, this is my team. This is what we're doing. You're not going to have him beating around the bush and, oh, we don't know. So, you know you're not going to have a a Jacksonville situation. Where they're just flipped up and now. Yeah. We're now, I mean, you had Minshew. Minshew was fine. And then Nick Foles was healthy. And, oh, Minshew had a bad game. So now Foles is in. And then Foles was just, he would have had to have improved just to have been bad. Right. And now, they just, now all of a sudden, the $88 million contract or whatever it was that he signed just this offseason yeah. is – Already looking like it's going to be a one-and-done deal for uh, old Nicky down there in, in Jacksonville. I, I can't wait to see what the Eagles give up to trade for him back in the offseason. Oh, you're assuming that the Eagles are going to. That's the only place he's effective. That's it. Somehow the Eagles uniform has, like, healing powers for <laughs> Nick Foles' like, yes. like, big battered ego. Just just Nick Foles, though. Only Nick Foles. Certainly not Carson Wentz. What's the, what route do the Panthers take now in the offseason if we're – Projecting forward in the future. What do you mean by what path? Head coach. Um, I don't think they go for a name guy. I have a name. I have a name, not a name guy. I have a name. I, I think I think they go for somebody. I can't think of anybody off him. I'll get to, obviously you'll you'll give us yours in a second, yeah. but I can't think of anybody offhand. But I don't think you're going to bring in somebody who has a big ego, who has a this is you know my way or the highway kind of attitude. Those players on that team, yeah. You know, and for all I joke about with with Cam Newton and his goofy hats and stuff like that, like for all the good that guy does, 
I mean, in in the clubhouse, certainly in the community. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just me having a little bit of fun. I mean, he seems like a really good dude. Yeah. Whether he's on the team or not, you know, I, who knows? It's, it's it looking looking like Kyle Allen may be the future of that team, and Cam may be on his way out. Mm-hmm. But you're going to want somebody who can kind of almost learn how to be a coach with his players. Okay. I mean, who do you have in mind? Mine's a my my theory is is they're linked together because of what's coming out. You've had success up and down with uh, Baker Mayfield, right? Right. You've had success up and down with Kyler Murray. Obviously, right. we're going to see where each of them go. And, and not the same exact system, but relatively similar success with Lamar Jackson. Obviously, Lamar has a few more pieces in place than Kyler. Baker is not as athletic as Lamar, so that Lamar can produce more with what he has. But Baker does have, I will say Baker has more talent on his team, so he's not producing the level he should be. Yeah, not at all. There are two guys coming out, Tua and Jalen Hurts coming out. Um, Tua plays in a kind of an open offense, spread open offense. And Jalen Hurts plays in the offense relatively to what Baker and Kyler played in. Offensive coordinator Gray Roman installed that offense that Lamar is running mm-hmm. in Baltimore. You think they Carolina one of those guys Carolina go? goes and gets Greg Roman, head coach, uh, play calling uh, head coach. And then they go and draft. If they don't like what Kyle Allen can do in an offense, now Greg Roman will cater the offense around said quarterback because he just did it with Lamar. Right. If he's not confident that Kyler's the, uh, Kyle Allen's the guy, they're five and seven right now. You're probably looking late top tens. You can still get a good quarterback. So I think they go and get a Tua. Jalen Hurts because Joe Barrel is taking that top spot, so now you're pushing people down. So, and they could probably jump up if they wanted to. But I think they go and get Greg Roman because uh, everywhere I go, uh, everywhere I hear about Greg Roman, it's talked about that he's future head coach, and a few talking heads on TV have stated there might be some concern in Baltimore if he does go. Who do you have come in and replace Greg Roman? Can he run that offense as good as Greg Roman has? Well, I mean. But that's for the future. Yeah, I mean, I think in that situation, you'd bring in somebody and you say, hey, you can do it, but we already have this installed and it works. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't worry so much about Lamar Jackson all of a sudden being a, a, a scrub because Greg Roman goes down to Carolina. But but you did see it with Kyle Shanahan leaving, and some reason Matt Ryan forgot how to play quarterback. Well, that's because Matt Ryan is a perpetual choke artist. Fair enough. If there's a big situation, you need a game blown. Put Matt Ryan in; he'll do the job for you. And if he's not available, Philip Rivers will handle it. <laughs> not to say he's not a good quarterback, but I mean, this isn't. I mean. Matt Ryan, who knows Who knows what the cards hold for Lamar Jackson throughout his career. Right. And it's easy to sit here and see what he's doing over this one season and go, oh, my God, he's the next this, he's the next that. Only time will tell. A lot like everybody predicting this team's going to be that team, this team's going to do this, this team's going to do that. The beauty of it is we can all sit here and debate it. The only thing that matters really is what's on the field. Right. So I'll say this. I've seen more clutch performances out of Lamar Jackson in the short time he's been playing than I've seen on Matt Ryan his whole career. Oh, that's fair. I mean, he, <laughs> with immense talent around him, he, I mean, he's not Joe Flacco bad by any means. No, but he's, he's venturing down that path, I would say. But he, right, he can, put up, he can put up good numbers, but he's not, I don't know, he's not the, uh, the threshold that would hold my young quarterback up to and say, oh, <laughs> look what this guy couldn't do. 
It's a lot like uh, like you said. I think I think Matt Ryan listened to too much of the offensive coordinator. Yeah, a lot like Jared Goff does to Sean McVay. Right. So when he left, he was like, "Uh, Lamar Jackson isn't going to forget how to improvise." No, no. But there, there's, and it's it's not a concern coming from Baltimore. It, well, not directly. It may be indirectly, but there can be some concern if Greg Roman leaves. Who comes in place and takes over, and can he run that offense as well as Greg Roman has? I think regardless of if Greg Roman stays or goes, there's going to be some drop-off in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Maybe not even record-wise or uh, performance-wise. Well, okay, that sounds kind of dumb when I say it like that. All I mean by drop-off is we've seen time and time again yeah. the new flavor of the month come in. And be like, oh my, how are we ever going to stop this guy? Oh my God, you know, the league is terrified. You know, this guy is unstoppable. This guy is a force. And while some of those players are still very, very good, Mm -hmm. there is also this league is full of people who are the best at what they do. Right. They're going to adapt. They're going to figure things out. That doesn't mean Lamar Jackson is going to go to a a 2-14 quarterback next year by any means. I think he's way too talented, and, and the team around him is too good. But even if Greg Roman leaves or Greg Roman stays, there's still going to be some natural drop off. It's just it, it's it's normal. Oh yeah, you you can see Ingram regress. Right. You can see one of the tight ends injured, leaves for a big contract. Uh, Hollywood Brown doesn't develop like they hope. Uh, Willie Sneed. Turns back into what Willie Senior is is, you know the offensive line takes a few more hits. Like they took a hit this weekend, this past weekend, losing their center. I mean, who who knows next year they lose four guys in the first two weeks on that line. You know, does Earl Thomas take a hit, uh, take a regression? You know, is is Mar- uh, Marcus Peters? He's playing great now for Baltimore. Does he regress because he's not a, a young cat anymore? It's. Kind of, as you say, it's 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 fluid. Isn't Marcus Peters only been in the league like three years. No, no, he's not. He's he's at least he's at least four or five years. Well, I mean, Stephon Gilmore is more than that. To to your point, I mean, any next year could bring regression or progression from different players, and it'll all depend on. How how Harbaugh approaches it, who he lets goes, and who he retains, and how they manipulate the roster to accommodate. Marcus Peters is twenty six. He's in his fourth season, All right. so so he's twenty six. Well, no, I'm just saying. I mean, you made it sound like he was on his downhill. I mean, we don't want to. Max- he looked like crap in L. A. We don't. We don't want to. Well, I think it was. Yeah, you know, we don't want to Max Kellerman uh, falling off a cliff this year. So, so I have a little. Um, Little nugget for the Jets. I know. I know. We've. I, we've, always, I always love Jets facts. We, we've. We've kind of bashed the Jets. No. 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 The Jets bash the Jets. That's true. We just commentate it. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. That's that's a whole different. We're, we're not saying we're just what we're what we're talking about is not opinion. We're pointing out the things they do and going, what the hell are they thinking? Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. So what's your uh, what's your little fun fact? What's my little nugget? My, my little nugget for for the New York Jets. On top of everything else that have been has been going on this season, they now have acquired an NFL record, which only they have had. Now have this must be prestigious. Oh, it is. No other team in the history of the NFL. This is going to be good. Has. A hundred year history of the NFL. Hundred year history. In case you haven't seen every commercial they put out this year, or the uh, the ads on NFL.com. Yeah, everywhere. They have now lost to two winless teams in one season. <laughs> Nobody else in the history of the NFL has pulled that off, but the Jets have. And we're not we're not talking winless. Like, hey, it's week three and this team's zero and one and this team's zero nope. and two. Nope. We're talking. Week nine, yeah, against the Dolphins, yeah, and this past weekend, week thirteen against your Cincinnati Bengals, zero and seven and an zero and twelve team. 
sad. Sad, sad, sad. I get most of the time winless teams are not going to go winless the entire season. But the 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 odds of the Jets losing, having both of them on the schedule and then losing to both of them are astronomical. It, it boggles, I'll throw it out there, it boggles the mind. Not only that, but you have your franchise quarterback, so you say, and Sam Darnold. Yes. Who is apparently now Sam Darnold, the ghost hunter. I don't know. No, he's a ghostbuster. Ghostbuster, ghostbuster. Well, apparently not because he can't, you know, beat anybody that doesn't have a star in their helmet. <laughs> but you have him and you have Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is super talented. I, I had nothing bad to say about him. Um, Then you have... Le'Veon Bell, he signed. You have that big contract, that big signing come in, along with Donald and Robbie Anderson, is a incredibly underrated yeah. wide receiver. Very talented. You're forgetting somebody. Ooh. You're forgetting the tight end that would make them unstoppable. Oh, according to Sam Donald, yeah. No, I, 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 honestly, I have no idea Chris Herndon's skill level because he can't stand the damn field. Right. And they signed C.J. Mosley in the off season. Yeah. Who now I mean, is. Not only is he on IR, they have now come out and said today he won't be back. Yeah. So, I mean, they have some good signings. They have some good pieces in place. And they just cannot get out of their own damn way. I don't – I don't. it has to be coaching at this point. Oh, it is. It has to be play oh, it calling. it is. It's 100%. Like, the Jets should – they should hit the eject button right now because they are lining up for a top two, three pick. You need to hit on that pick. You have to. Like – if you want to go get Chase Young with the second or third pick, I mean, if he's there, if Joe Burrow is the first overall pick, whatever, whoever, what team picks him, you want to go get Chase Young. I mean, New York fan, New York Jets fans can remember the ghost of uh, Vernon Golston, great yeah. player in college yeah. at Ohio State, didn't came, exactly work out, came and just uh, flat out flopped. I don't think we'll have the same scenario here with Chase Young. He seems like a high talent. But do you want your future in the hands of one Mr. Adam Gase? No. I don't want my drive through dinner order in the hands of Adam Gase. And yet? I wouldn't trust him to dump my trash can in a truck. And, and yet, after failed experiment in Miami, the Jets say, you're our guy. If I was putting uh, together an all-hell-no team... I'd have Adam Gase as my coach, Daniel Snyder as my owner. Wait, 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 wait. Your quarterback is Joe Flacco. There you go. Nailed it. Joe Flacco. Apparently I've driven that point home enough. And I, Joe I, Flacco. I, I was going out on a limb on that one. I'm not sure who the running back is yet, but, you know, we'll, we'll get there. Well, Devontae Freeman. I don't uh... He's leader in the clubhouse. Let's put him that way. Yeah, I don't have anything against him. Without, without looking at stats, he's the leader in the clubhouse. He said concussion issues and, and things of that nature. And Joe Flacco's been on the field enough and just underperformed. Right. Like, I mean, he's made some Pro Bowls and he's he's been a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, we we've been down that road. Well, Trent Dilfer has a ring. So, yeah. as a, as a starting quarterback, I believe it's actually for the Ravens also. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, that was just coincidental. But yeah, because of a stellar defense. So I I think there's uh, I think you have an issue with. Uh, Something on the Pro Bowl, since we're on that subject. Yeah. Okay. So, the 2020 Pro Bowl honorary captains were announced. Exciting. I mean, it's yeah. it. That's top of my list. Pro Bowl. It's always in. in, in <laughs> so Pro so Bowl let me always t- let me ask you. Uh, who are, who are the uh, honorary captains? Terrell Davis. Uh, I mean. Good choice. He's he had a short stint, but you know he's all famer. Well, not only is he involved in broadcasting now, right? Two time Super Bowl champion, right? Two thousand yard rusher. Right. The career stats aren't spectacular, but in the short sample, but he's... in the short sample, outstanding. And for a few year period, he was the most dominant force of this position. Okay, made his team better. Right. And I argue that the Broncos do not win those Super Bowls without Terrell Davis. That, that is a fact. That is an opinion. Nothing nothing against anybody else. Elway had great years and all that, but they were they all fed off each other. Yep. You know, they, they also don't win without Elway. It took everybody. But okay, so 
Bruce Smith. Oh, all time one of the all time greats. Two hundred career sacks. Right. Wasn't he the first one to I believe he was. Wasn't he the first one to get two hundred sacks? Undisputed legend. Uh, only rivaled by Reggie White. Yeah. I mean four forty six forced fumbles. I mean, this is a position where where stats don't necessarily add up big all the time, and this guy was consistent. I mean, they didn't win any, and this, you know, I've, I've made plenty of jokes about this in the past, but they didn't win any in Buffalo, but he was on four consecutive. Yeah, Super Bowl teams. Bill Super Bowl appearance teams. And he was still somewhat productive in Washington. Yeah, I forgot all about that. I forgot he yeah, went somewhere he played else in Washington Buffalo. With, yeah. He played but with the third person on this list of honorary legends captains for the Pro Bowl, Mr. Daryl Green, Ooh. who, I mean. I mean, if you don't know Daryl Green, um, he he had a long career, but even his aging years, he's still. Was still very competitive. He could still cover a guy. Played, what, 19, 20 seasons? Yeah. I mean, I I know this isn't the most impressive stat in the world, but he's 14th all-time in games played. That says something for consistency. Right. Over 19 seasons. I would I would venture a guess if he's 14th, the top 13, at least half of them are probably kickers. Oh, I, I would have to think so, yeah. I kickers, didn't look at the entire list. Kickers but. and O-line are probably filled with the top 13. So having a corner, not only a corner, like he didn't shift – to safety, like most aging corners do. Yeah, stayed no, out. Yeah. On, stayed out on a corner. Yeah, nowadays you know year five, six, seven, it's okay. You're shifting to safety. Right. Kind of like in baseball, where if you're a good catcher, but year five, you're a first baseman or a DH. Right. Yeah, this guy did it at a high level for a very long time. So what's our problem? I did wait. Didn't um, I believe Daryl Green won a Super Bowl in Washington? Also, didn't he? Would have been early in his career, but they did have that what two, three year. Two or three year run, yeah. Because I, I was because they, they won they won three Super Bowls with three different play with three different quarterbacks, Doug Williams, Theismann, and then there's one more that I can't think of. I want to say I don't remember who it was honestly. Who the third one was? No, but yeah, he would have won because that he they beat Buffalo one of those times, and I watched all four of those. So it was in my lifetime. So yeah, he won, he won a Super Bowl with Washington. Why Redskins fans? Those are days long gone, huh? That is like uh, that is like you, you're you're talking to a generation of Skins fans who have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, go back and watch some of the highlights. This guy was good. And then the fourth. Well, what, yeah. I was just say what's what's our problem so far? There's no problem. No, 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 no issue whatsoever with those three. I mean, you can you can whatever. This guy didn't win rings. This guy didn't have great stats. You know, Davis won Super Bowls. Bruce Smith, you know, stud on the line for. As long as he played, Daryl Green played at a high level for almost two decades. Then we get the fourth honorary captain, Michael Vick. Now, Ooh. this is a sort of subject for a lot of people. One way or the other. You have yours who go, oh my God, he should never be forgiven. You know what he did, he's this, he's that. And those who say, let it go, he served his time. Now, I agree he served his time. He did that. I don't think it was long enough. I don't like Michael Vick. Never have, ever since the whole dog fighting incident. Never will. Don't care if you want to get out there and say, oh, but he served his time. Yeah, he did. He served the time that this whatever court sentenced him thought was enough. I have strong feelings on that. I'm not going to get into, not because I'm afraid to express them, only because we want this to be, for the most part, family-friendly. Yeah. And I don't want to get too graphic in what he did. But I am not one of those people who forgave what he did off the field because he played good on the field. And I think the NFL has a problem with this. When they sit there, when they want to suspend and fine guys for playing hard on the field, what they do off the field is continuously forgotten I mean, anybody forget Adrian Peterson and whole abusing the hell out of his own child? Uh, no, I haven't forgotten. No. Anybody who wants to really, really, really know about Michael Vick, do some research. This dude is not a good dude. He can put on a smiley face for the camera all he wants to. 
But he is not a good dude. So I probably fall on the other side where I feel he paid his dues. Um, because I was a fan of him before, I do give him more um, leeway on you know him redeeming himself and um, understanding what he did wrong and, and how he's trying to pay it forward and all that. Uh, I mean, if he slips up, though, I'm done. That's all well and good. And if, he, and if he has done some good in the name of the wrong he did, then good. But I, 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 this is my opinion. I'm not trying to convince anybody to believe what I believe. Right. This is just my feeling. It's not going to change. You have your feeling. It's not going to change. I'm not trying to beat anybody over the head and say you have to feel this way. It's just how I feel. I think it's a piece of garbage. Yeah. However, moving past that to on the field. I don't believe he belongs on this. He doesn't belong there. He's not a legend in any fashion. You you needed you needed to put three other players who would who are retired who could be in some sort of discussion as far as Hall of Fame but will never ever ever make it to the Hall of Fame. Right. To have f- people suitable in that argument cuz Michael you could deplete the you could have a run of like a five-year run where you just clip off all these guys who deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, and then you come to that end of year, a five-year run, and you have this group of people who, you know, eh, eh. I mean, they're not household names. They probably don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And Michael's in that discussion, and you're probably not putting a player in the Hall of Fame. If he's in that discussion, you're not putting a Hall player in the Hall of Fame. And, and, and here's the thing. We, we sat here – our bonus clip for a hundred, a hundred followers on Facebook yeah. was the, is Eli Manning a hall of famer clip we did? Yeah. If you have to even question Eli, Michael Vick's not in the same stratosphere. Correct. As far as career stats go. And I am no Eli Manning truther you or sure? advocate. You sure? Yeah. I'm a hundred percent sure. What's that Jersey hanging in your closet? Yeah. It's Tom Brady or okay. it's Drew Bledsoe. Sorry. Or uh Ty Law. Troy Brown. Sorry, it looked like there was a one and a blue, and I thought maybe that was. Yeah, no, it wasn't. The that Giants. was good old Eli. No. no. Aw, shucks. No, yeah. I'm sorry, Dad. I, I just don't. He, he, you could have had a different Hall of Famer inserted in there. Anybody. How did they ever see this ending well? Is it in, is it in Miami or is it in, um, no, my Super Bowl's in Miami. Is it back in Hawaii this year? I know they were moving it around for a while there. Now they're still moving it around. I think it might be in. Uh, I think it might be in Miami, but I'm not sure. I will let you know. Orlando, Florida. So everything's in Florida this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey! They announced the. Uh, as a side note, they announced the uh, the commentators. Oh boy, who your boy. Your boy Booger. Booger. Oh my God. Booger and Joe. The Monday Night Football crew? Um, yeah. They'll be telecasting the 2020 Pro Bowl. They don't want them anywhere near the Super Bowl, so maybe oh. they're trying to distract them. Uh, quick callback uh, to your Daryl Green question. He doesn't have one Super Bowl. Is oh, two? two. Okay. Two. Wow. The third guy I was trying to think of was Mark Rippon. Oh, Mark. Yeah. Okay. Mark, and yeah. Their, their Super Bowls were spaced out by yep. five years. It was like five, Super Bowl, five years later Super Bowl, okay. like five years later Super Bowl. And Mark Rippon was the one. That was in the um, the uh, Buffalo Bill four year yeah the four year stretch destructive right. you know self hating streak. Sorry, Bills fans, but uh, yeah, I just don't I just don't see how you can realistically look at those four captains and say, yeah, they all belong there. Look at it. Like I said, Terrell Davis, two Super Bowls, two thousand yard season. Bruce Smith, four straight Super Bowl appearances, didn't win. Okay, I get it. But 200 career sacks, 46 forced fumbles, a litany of other defensive line men performances that are beyond impressive. Right. Daryl Green, as I just found out, two Super Bowls, consistent throughout his career, his long, almost two-decade-long career. Right. Still playing corner at a high level up until the day he retired. And then Michael Vick? I mean, he had some nice flashy moments. He did. And again, like I said, I made my feelings about him clear. We're talking on the field. He had some nice flashy moments. He had some really big fantasy point games. 
But, but he never, look at look at his team record. Yeah, I he, mean, he had the one the one outstanding performance against Green Bay in Lambeau in beating, the playoffs. Beating, yes. beating the Packers for the first time in Lambeau. And, and After he that, had, it's I believe his best record ever as a quarterback was eleven and five, and then he never got past ten wins again, no matter where he was. Right. So you tell me how this guy is a legend and a Hall of Famer, and he's great on so many levels. I, I can't I, tell you. Honestly, I, I kind of laugh. I kind of laugh now when people would compare Lamar Jackson to Michael Vick, because Lamar Jackson, as far as what I've seen on the field, yeah, has already surpassed him. And I know that kind of contradicts what I said earlier about how we're so quick to just say, yeah, you know, you kind of have uh, what's the um, like recency bias, but. Vic was a nice player who made nice highlight plays. Lamar makes people around him better. I just didn't see Vic doing that. Well, he would admit he didn't do that either. Right. He would admit he did not dig his head in the playbook in Atlanta. He just thought that his his speed and his ability to improvise would just get him around whatever problems he had. I would would equate Michael more towards... Manzel, but he had so much more talent that it worked. Whereas Johnny came in and he thought that his talent was going to play out, and he he was gone just like that. Because if you don't have your head in the playbook, it'll take teams literally a few weeks to get a a rap sheet on you. And this is how you beat him. You mm-hmm. beat him with zone coverage. You beat him with a safety blitz. You beat him with two guys on the on the line stunting, and he can't make protection calls. And that's what happened with Johnny. He just he just thought his talent was going to play out, and unfortunately for him, it only lasted a couple couple seasons. Yeah, if that, Michael, it lasted longer because of his talent. And then when he came back in the league, actually put his head in the playbook. Because he got an he got an opportunity when Donovan just didn't have it anymore. But even then, I mean, I remember that first the first year he came back. Yeah, I mean, he was he was he was Donovan's backup. Yeah, and then he came in and he was electric. Right. I mean, he took that job from him, got a big contract in the offseason. Right. And then just didn't really no. live up to it at all. It was like what one or two seasons, and then he was shoot out. Did you know? And this surprised me. He played 13 NFL seasons. That would surprise me. I can only remember like seven. I did not realize. And he played for four teams. Because he played for um, Pittsburgh as well. The Jets and then Pittsburgh. That's right. Jets for one one season. Yeah. I remember Pittsburgh because he really never played for them. So if you if, if it was you, just going by the on the field, what they produce on the field, you take Michael out, who are you putting in there? For me, I'm putting someone in that time frame because if you look at the four of them, even even time frame wise, you're looking at Michael, who who literally was early 2000s to mid 2000s, like uh, mid 20 teens, whatever. However you want to say it, the I got other, one for you. The other three are like 90s. I got one for you. A guy who a guy who. Broke records left and right. Yep. You have two defensive guys in there, but you want two offensive. I get that. All right. Who mm-hmm. left defenders in the dust. Who revitalized his career and didn't win any championships, made a Super Bowl appearance. Randy Moss. Why not have Randy Moss in there as the fourth? Maybe they're setting it up for another year. Possibly. I'm Deion just, Sanders. I'm just – Deion already did it. Deion did it with Jerry. That's Okay. Well, I mean, for one, for one, Prime has no problem being on TV. <laughs> no, no, Prime does love his spotlight. Definitely not a problem. <laughs> no, um, but I think if I'm looking at it, and I'm trying, I'm tr- I've been trying to think this for a while, uh, for the past like ten minutes. I'm trying to put someone in that time frame that we're talking about, where Bruce played. I know Daryl played a long time, but. Bruce, Daryl, and um, TD. TD. I'm trying to think in that kind of time frame. 
who who would be a good choice to partner with those three? I mean, John would be a good choice, but I, I don't think Emmett just... Smith, Jerome Bettis, yeah. Troy Aikman, Dan Marino. I think I don't pull think John Troy... Elway out of the front office. Let him think, do it. I don't think Troy would do it though. Probably not. But I mean, I'm just naming guys who yeah who had Hall of Fame caliber careers, right? Who or actually, actually, all those guys were Hall of Famers. I got one for you. It's a little, it's a little bit later than you would expect. Like it's a well, no, actually, it's right on. Actually, I would say, and he would do it. I would, I think I believe he would do it because he loves TV. He loves the spotlight. He loves talking about himself. Ray Lewis? No, oh. no, 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 no. And it, it kind of contradicts the mantra of that team currently. Who? And he played for three NFL teams. Ty Law? Yes. Okay, I can see that. Ty Law is, is a shameless self-promoter. I think he would do it. And I, I mean, I know it's three defensive players, but it's a nice option. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer. There you go. I mean, I mean, put him in. Why not? Like, it, It's just it – just, I think the – I think for me, we'll agree on the one part. Our biggest problem is that you have three Hall of Famers, and you got Michael. So either either you need to change out Michael and put out another, put another Hall of Famer that's in that 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 gravitas of group, or you need to say, okay, let's let's put four people in there who need to, he need who want the bump. To get in the Hall of Fame, because that's probably what they're doing with Michael. So put four people out there who people forgot about, but they're of their time time period that are were were semi really good players that are trying to get some uh, Hall of Fame pub. I don't know who off the top of my head, but like that's what you should do. You kind of shocker the NFL kind of screwed something up. So that's how you should have fixed it, and this is the hundred years. Maybe we should have. Maybe we should have thought this knew, out a little bit better. We knew they know the list. They know the list of the hundred players, right? Because they already did this months ago. Because you know, you know, dang well, Bill's not sitting there in September no. doing these uh, little programs. He did it in what June? Yeah, June or July. No, he did it in June because that's when they have the most time off. That's when he did it. So you take the four best players, and whoever whoever says no, you start going down the list. Some of them probably aren't with us anymore, but I bet you can get four players on the top of that list. It'll be interesting to see what happens because you're gonna have you're gonna have issues in the Orlando area yeah. if he if that is. If he is kept as an honorary captain, I mean they have a petition. They're 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 trying to get petitions signed. I, I already signed a couple. I'll tell you right now, personally. But again, that's just my belief. Obviously, you're free to think whatever you want. I don't know. They just, they just could have done a better job. They could, yeah. I mean, again, they, forgetting they did all, all this stuff, forgetting the- forgetting all the off the field stuff. The on the field, like he's not a legend, but to put him out there for the Pro Bowl and a hundred year anniversary of the league with. Three guys who are Hall of Famers all day, and say he belongs in that same class as them. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. They had so many other options, and they pick him. They had to know this was going to cause problems too. And, yeah, and and you know, for a league that doesn't like people taking a knee or not taking a knee before the anthem for the anthem, to know he did what he did, and be like, oh yeah, you're good. Go ahead and represent us as an honorary captain. Yeah, it's like, just, how it, did you see this ending well? Uh, maybe they didn't think of it, and that's probably the problem. Yeah, because Roger Goodell's too busy sucking I, up to Jay Z. I just don't. I just don't. You have this opportunity. I, I get. I get the Bruce Smith is on the list already. Um, I don't know. They, they haven't unveiled the cornerbacks. I gotta imagine Dale Green will be on that list. Oh, it have to be. Running backs, he, uh, Terrell Davis. I don't believe Terrell Davis was on the list. I have to go back and look. I and don't I, honestly throughout history. I don't think he should be right. Your hundred year anniversary. You you're having this big production about 
the 100 best players in history. You don't put all, all four of these people are not on the list. I got a fourth one for you. Shoot. Barry Sanders. Barry. I would uh, I would endorse that 100%. 100%. Guy would have shattered just about every record you could possibly imagine had yep. he kept playing. Yep. Uh, he's legend not. through and through all day. Yep. I mean, I don't I don't believe he has any major off the field controversy. No. The only thing he had was his divorce, his public divorce, but that wasn't even that bad. That happens every day as long as, you know, there wasn't any, you know, domestic violence or anything involved. And it it didn't end well with the Lions, but now they're on good terms. Yeah. Well, I mean, he got tired of getting crushed. Oh yeah, and running the ball three times a year for a team that couldn't win five games, and then they wouldn't they wouldn't release him his contract. So if you're not going to release me, I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. Calvin did the same thing. Yep. Irony that it's the same team. Yeah, I mean, two players who still had a lot left in them. Yep. Oh well, I mean, it, we'll see. We'll see how the uh, the story develops. I just. I think they could have done a better job putting four 100, top 100 players on this list. Because you even have the possibility, I don't want it to happen, you have the possibility that the one one of the 100, top 100 coaches, like they put coaches in there, and one of them is Bill Belichick. He could coach in this game. I don't want him to, but he could. Yeah, if he does, it means the Pats won't be in the Super Bowl. Right. We don't want that. But he, but. but he could. Yeah, for sure. And now you have an honorary captain of LT and and the coaches, Belichick. I mean, those two are attached at the hip. I mean, you ask, you ask Bill Belichick about LT. As many problems as he had off the field. And trust me, Are LT, talking Lawrence Taylor or Damian Tomlinson? Lawrence Taylor. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, sorry, I know. Both LTs, but when I mean LT, I mean LT. That's who I think too, but I, I don't. You never know. Yeah, no, you, no, I get it. You were a big Tomlinson guy in the day, so. Um, but LT, as many, many, many problems he's had off the field. If you bring up LT in front of Bill Belichick, he is just going to gush about that man because he changed. He changed. He was a game changer. But I, I, again, though, that kind of goes back to what I'm saying about the NFL just forgetting off the field stuff. Like I know, I know, I don't think anything that LT did was as severe as anything Vic did. Mm. I don't really know. To be honest with you, I don't know that for okay. sure. So I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna commit to that because I didn't really see yeah. things. He, I know he had some issues with substances and things like that. Yeah, there's a couple other things more recently. Uh, I don't know anything about that. So again, not I'm gonna hold, like I'm gonna, like last year, this year, but in recent history, yeah, there's a couple things. Yeah, I'm gonna hold off on making that comparison until I until I know anything yeah, you, better. You, but. You, we can't, you know, we can't say, oh, he, he did change the game, so it's okay. That's what the NFL is doing. That's right. a problem. That's, that is what the NFL is doing. Is it's like, oh, you were a total piece of trash off the field, but you can sell tickets, so get on in here. That'd be like putting Darren Sharper in the list. Right. Which, hey, if you're going to do that, because the NFL is a business. They're here to make money. They entertain us. And I, I, I hate this aspect of it, because I just want to sit down and watch football. I love watching football. I love talking football with my friends. I love playing fantasy football. Yep. I, I love all of everything about it, except this part where it's like you have to defend people on and off the field. And on the field, it's not a problem. You, know, you play good or you don't, whatever. Mm-hmm. Off the field is like, you know, the people out there who hate Tom Brady for allegedly deflating a few footballs, but Michael Vick's okay. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor's okay. Yeah. Zeke Elliott's okay. Yeah. Kareem Hunt's okay. We're in that Tyree Kill jersey. Still wearing Love it. Adrian Peterson. You know yep. what I mean? It's just like, okay, guys, get your priorities straight. But you, you can't say, you know, where you can't have a code of conduct and then have it disappear when dollar signs start popping up. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't work both ways. You can't be taken seriously. It has to be legit 100%. They better have been like, if MLB are suspending all these players for uh, PEDs, but when Ryan Braun came up, just oh, – no, no, no. Put it under the rug. Right, exactly. Shh, no, shh, shh. We have to put that away. We want we want Ryan Braun on the field. Exactly. We want Milwaukee good. Come on, no, put it away. No, you can't do that. No, because then it's not taken seriously. And it's right. the same thing with this with the league. It's like, you know, they they, they jump on uh, Kareem Hunt, rightfully so. Right. 
but then come on back, Michael. No, it's okay, LT. Well, you know, this guy didn't, you know, whatever. We didn't, we couldn't really prove he did anything. Well, they banished, they banished Ray Rice, essentially. And then they, the kicker in um, New York, I can't remember, I can never remember his name. But the guy that absolutely destroyed his wife's life because he just emotionally and physically damaged her. Those two are out of the league, which justifiably they right. should be. But you have, just like Ray, Ray Rice, you have video evidence of Kareem Hunt. And yet, you know who played this weekend? And got cheered by a stadium full of people. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Because he made some good football plays. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. So, on the next episode, we're going to dive into some heavy fantasy football discussion. That's right. Should be, if you're a normal, respectable human being, week 14 should be the first round. Followed by a week 15 championship. Some of you will play week 16. That's okay. If you don't start your your playoffs in week 14 and you actually end them in week 17. You should be banished from playing fantasy football. So we will get into uh, – we'll talk we'll, – well, we'll cover a couple of topics, but we're going to go heavy into uh, first week of the playoffs. Uh, myself and Chris are in our playoffs. Yes, and we're actually playing each other for a spot. The, the irony there. So yeah. we, we might actually do a little bit of a segment there. Um, for anyone listening, and if you're not in our league – you want to uh, pitch us an idea of, of or or need some help or you want to throw us your lineup and say, hey, where should I – what should I do? Where should I put – and just give us all the info. We'll uh, digest it. We'll spit it back at you. Um, if we get enough people, maybe we'll do a one or two on the air. Um, but if you need some help and need some advice, maybe you need one flex player – decision throw us a throw us a message and uh, we'll absolutely give you a little helping hand there as long as you're not in our league yeah we all know you're talking about I, you know exactly who i'm yeah. talking about who i will not <laughs> help her oh he's so bitter uh it's awesome all right ladies and gentlemen that's going to wrap it up for episode 16 thank you very much for listening Please, as always, let us know what you think. We want your opinions and ideas. And, Ben, where can they give us those? Well, you can go on Facebook, uh, message me or Chris, um, Ben and Chris Talk Football. You can go on Twitter, uh, Ben Chris Talk FO1. And then we have IG, where we're posting uh, videos and posts. That is Ben underscore Chris Talk Football. And hit us up with anything you need help with. All right, guys, remember next time, fantasy football playoffs preview and bank or tank. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.